I'm Sean Fennessy. I'm Amanda Dobbins. And together we host The Big Picture, the Ringer's film podcast for new releases, career retrospectives, director interviews, movie drafts, top fives, and so much more. Twice a week, we break down the latest releases, argue about whether movies are doomed, and debate our modern film canon. Listen to The Big Picture on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity, the unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Go off, queen. Uh, (laughs) Slay, (laughs) purr. Get off, Queen. All right. Oh, we- whoa, whoa. <laughs> Way too much dip on the chip. Hello, and welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We're here again. Welcome back to Mint Edition. It's the once in a while podcast about all of the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman. Joining me today, and as always, co-hosts of mine, going to say, hey, Ken, it's Joe Mia Dinneron, and hey, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. It's Jessica Clemens. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey, hey Barbie. Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Hi, Ken. <laughs> it feels great to say. It I just really is. It. It's very nice. I get it. I understand. It's oh, nice. We have a great show for you guys today. Guess what we're talking about? It's Barbie. Yee. We're so excited. We're going to be talking about the biggest movie of the year, it seems. Well, the marketing <laughs> blitzkrieg has ended. There's going to be a time when we're not talking about Barbenheimer, and it's yeah. culminated in all of this. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Don't know if it's the movie of the year. I would say I think Across the Spider-Verse was the movie of the year, right? Uh, uh, no? Uh, I'm not talking about the best movie of the year. I'm talking about, like, just the, the biggest it event is, this is of the a movie. Summer. This is the Again. summer. This was, we were, we were like, no. the bombs are all going to hit for the summer with these two. Hey, the bombs. There's a bomb. Exactly, yeah. the bombs. Bomb. Oppenheimer is absolutely the movie of the summer. <laughs> we're going to talk about Oppenheimer now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now this is we've shift gears to an Oppenheimer podcast. But before we begin, let's kick off with some programming reminders. Monday, Ben and Jess are back with the gaming pod and giving you some Nintendo rankings. I'm going to keep it nebulous and just go with Nintendo is ranked in there. Wednesday, the Midnight Boys will be giving you their thoughts on the season finale of Secret Invasion for real this time. Did we fake it last time? No, it's not that we faked it. It's just actually happening. Oh, there you go. You know, we, yeah. we're like, you know, hey, Secret Invasion, it's been happening. Yeah, that makes sense. I hear now you. it will happen. Mm-hmm. Got to do our homework. It's yeah. going to be fine. Next week, Jess will be giving you a breakdown of the Gen V trailer as well, as well as an Easter egg video for Secret Invasion's finale. Yes. And then Friday... House of R will be giving you their deep dive on the season finale of Secret Invasion as well. Big week for us coming up. But we kick off this week with Barbie. I'm so excited. We live life in in plastic, and goddammit, if it isn't fantastic. Mm. Today's show is going to be talking about the blockbuster film Barbie that we've all been looking forward to. So, um, spoilers for Barbie and all Barbie-related lore. We hope that you've seen the biggest movie of the year, but we might be talking about you know, some of the other stories that have happened in Barbie's long-standing life and career. Imagine somebody came to this podcast, like, are we going to talk about the Barbie movie? Let's go. And then we spoil something about the Barbie uh, Cinderella movie from 2006. Listen, I... God damn it! I was waiting for that one. I was going to watch that tonight. I I, I quick IMDb'd, like, a bunch of, like, the other made-for-TV or streaming movies that Barbie has had. There are so many. There's a million. And also, it's just like, they just kept branching off and branching off and branching off because she has a million occupations. So it's like, Princess Fairy Time Barbie. Yes. Uh, the, the, the the ballerina Barbie. Like, this Barbie story. And it's so much. And I love it. You think the MCU is complicated. Have you watched? <laughs> this is such a weird take. I don't think either of you two have done this. But YouTube Barbie. Barbie's 
has a channel on YouTube where okay. she goes live okay. in her Barbie YouTube. mansion. Yeah. Oh, wow. In her Barbie oh. mansion. And she'll vlog her day in her Barbie mansion. <laughs> And I watch it. You do? Does she interact with chat? Does she? Yes. Well, no. Well, like interact. I think it's like a record already recorded. Yeah, and she'll yeah, be yeah. like, huh, you're funny. And but she'll be like, whoops, gotta go take the dog out. And she'll run to like and get her dog. And then it'll be a dog. blank screen. <laughs> Just um, an empty chair. Sometimes she'll take the camera with her. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. I, I would watch it while I was working for some reason. I don't know. I don't, maybe it's the escapism. I don't know, but it was perfect. We need to see Barbie, you know, start like streaming video games. I want to see Barbie oh, play Kate, uh, oh, Call man. of Duty. No, she'll, you know? she'll, she clearly would play The Sims. Oh, she would sit in bed all day Playing and play the Sims. The Sims but like modded Sims. So just oh, doing yeah. like all of the nasty. She has unlimited money twerking. Yeah, unlimited money, the twerking mod. Uh, like the uncensored boom boom mod. I, I, I like Barbie playing Sims and giving herself a BBL. <laughs> just as the biggest ass. I, want, I would like to see. Like she takes it yeah, to the maximum. <laughs> I want to see Warzone Barbie. I don't know about y'all, but I want to see. No, Warzone's cooked. That's a that's a bad game. Anyway, I don't think I can't think of a better crew for us to talk about this movie today. Spoilers for Barbie, but let's get into it. Nuts and bolts. Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, and a bunch of other great celebrities, written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. The long-in-development and ruminated project uh, first had the likes of Amy Schumer attached to Star. Would have been a wild world that we lived in then. Uh, but then the project became Gerwig's, and then we cast uh, Margot Robbie, streaming off the success of Little Women. The movie became more and more hyped when it was paired with the release of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. It became a viral marketing sensation. Before we quick talk about Barbie as a whole, like, can you remember a bigger, like, brand in tandem juxtaposing event that happened where, like, two amazing things come out in the same day? Yeah, and Mama Mia and the Dark Knight. Mama Mia and the Dark Knight was one thing. I remember... <laughs> we were as, locked in back then. We were I not. Was, we it's were funny not. because I was. I went and saw Mama Mia, and then I went and saw the Dark Knight. Wow. You guys didn't But, do like, that? was there a no. fervent discourse of being, like... I was in like, sixth grade. I know. No, I was, that's like, in eighth grade. How, how, could we, how could we possibly know? I was more excited for Mama Mia. <laughs> Because I was well, because well, how could we have known about true. the Dark Knight? That's true. Uh, we were just like, oh, this is a Batman movie. I just, well, I was like, yeah. my brother was like, I need to go see the Batman movie, and my mom was like, you two have to go together. But Mamma Mia, I went with my friend and her grandma, and I was like, oh, oh that seems God. like great. Mamma Mia Two is the better movie, though. Mm, no. What do you mean, no? <laughs> no. The ghost of Meryl Streep coming back was yes. ridiculous. Amazing. The only good part of Force Mamma Mia ghost Two, Meryl Streep is amazing. You're out of your mind. The songs were better in Mamma Mia Two. I will give that. Songs were better in Mamma Mia Two. Story was better in Mamma no. Mia Two. All of the you are out of your mind. We're you tabling are. this. Are we're you tabling high this. Right we're now? tabling <laughs> this. So, so high right now. Uh, we'll talk about this. We're, we're gonna do rankings. We're tabling this for Mamma Mia Two. Okay. Grease Two's better. Is also okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, Jomi. Thank you, Jomi. Whoa, Grease. Two? Grease, Grease 2 is better. You're not, you're not seeing Grease heaven. You're not, you're not, you're seeing, not heaven. seeing heaven, bro. You, you, no, no. You haven't seen Grease 2. That's crazy. I'll tell you right now, you're not the one that I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Barbie podcast. That's All right. Insane. So, but like, I think the, the biggest like juxtaposing marketing sensation that I could remember was when Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing came out on the same day. I don't know if you remember <laughs> this. That was funny. But this was like just on the cusp of the pandemic. And Doom Eternal and uh, Animal Crossing uh, for the Switch came out, and that was like the biggest hyped release for both Edge Lords and cute cuddly gamers. Mm -hmm. It was probably some of the best meme potential that we've ever mm -hmm. had outside of this. Jomi, can you remember anything? Uh, n not really. I think for me, this one like stands like above and beyond because you know we we get the release dates in like what twenty twenty one. We're like, hey man. This is this is gonna be fire, guys. Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out the right. same day. Somebody's gonna move. Somebody's gonna budge. Yeah, and nobody and did. No nobody budge. did. And, and then now they're yeah. holding, walking hand in hand in the nuclear field. It became very clear. It's like, all right, you seen Barbie first. You seen Oppenheimer first. You know, we're making it a double feature day. What's going on? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And just the juxtaposition of the two movies, like you know, Barbie's pink and bright and lovely yeah. and sweet and. Oppenheimer is, you know, hey man, we we dropped the nuke. The you know, end of time. human civilization. I was yeah. reading somewhere where they were talking about 
how uh, it's it's so insane. The psychology of like the pink and plastic world that is Barbie is referred to now as millennial pink because millennials like that shade of pink right. more yeah. than any other generation. And so they were like, this was already catered to the millennial mind, but so is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Right. <laughs> so it was just every millennial being like, I can't choose between the two. And I think there's generations that were like, I can choose the, between the two, but the millennials were like, we can't. <laughs> so it was, I, it was just became a battle. I'm going to go off on a limb and and, and just guess that uh, Oppenheimer skews a little bit older. A than, little bit. Uh, and I guess Barbie. Barbie would go Barbie, with Gen Z. I would say also skews a tiny bit older, which we may as well just start talking about Barbie. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's a, it's a, it was a marketing blitzkrieg <laughs> that I could only imagine was like equal to the budget of the movie itself. Um, I guess I'll start around the table before we saw the movie. What were our expectations or like excitement levels going into this movie? What did you want this movie to do? Because I can't remember a time where I wasn't excited to at least see what this movie actually was by comparison to what we were excited for mm-hmm. to the idea where I'm like, I don't even know what I would want to see. I just want to have a good time. I I think that's, and that's what everyone wanted after like years of, we just wanted to see something so crazy. So like, this is just imagination land. This is just like candy sure. land. I, I, I was I was more so stunned with the idea that like after all of this time and all of this hype, the anticipation was kind of eating itself as to what I actually wanted to see. And by the time I came out of it, I'm like, oh my God, like I was well, just assaulted with a great time. Personally, the press wasn't, the marketing wasn't, we didn't know what it was about. Like, no. especially right. after the first trailer, we were just like, this is Barbie. And I was like, I still don't know what this movie is about. That's, that's I was the like, crazy I'm thing. so confused. A lot of the movie was kind of just like the marketing where it's like, she's Barbie, she's Barbie. And he's just Ken. Yeah. yeah. And like that's a through line throughout the film which, you know, we'll get into later, but it's not, it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything crazy. It's a movie mm-hmm. about a doll, you know what I mean? We like, would have been happy if this movie was just vibes, but it's so much more than it's, vibes. It's, so it's, a lot, more. it's a lot more than and vibes. I think that's why when I went into it, I was just like, I mean, not hard for me as a Barbie girl. I was like, hey, all you have to say is a Barbie movie, show me a poster that was right. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and I'm going to go see it. I'm going to make sure to get that ticket on opening night or even try getting in some weird press for it. But it didn't take much for me to get into it, but I just didn't know what it was about. Well, so we, it's obviously a lot more than vibes. It's a lot more mm-hmm. than comedy. Uh, did you expect this movie to tackle so many societal and feminist themes like pretty much throughout the entire movie? Because, yeah. like, we had an idea, because, like, Greta Gerwig is a very conscious yeah. and thoughtful and, like, particular director. So we figured that there was going to be a lot of deconstructing about the idea yeah. of Barbie. But do you think it was going to be, like, to this dude, like, we more or less talk to God at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, a woman is granted life. Yeah. Did, did you expect anything like that out of this? I didn't expect God to show up. Right. Uh, especially In the, in the form of the inventor of, <laughs> the inventor of Barbie. Yeah, as Ruth. I didn't expect God to show up, but I would have been offended if they didn't talk about the negative traits to, like, Barbie. Mm. And not, like, completely negative, but just, like, uh, even... I was more surprised that Warner Brothers and Mattel let her do that. Uh, and I was like, oh, but... I, get, I read an interview where Greta Gerwig was like, I told Mattel I'd be lying to the audience if we do not talk about the elephant in the room that is Barbie, which is the negative sides of Barbie. Right. And that's come, and that that is attacked, not attacked, but like that is tackled in so many different mm-hmm. ways. Not only does a 13-year-old girl uh, hand Barbie the riot act, it's the idea that the tone and milieu of Barbie as an idea and and as an institution is kind of taken the piss out of while also being honored mm-hmm. and celebrated yeah. in a very compelling and interesting way. Like, obviously, Barbie can't mean this much to me because I did not grow up playing with Barbies. You I grew, grew up, up playing with American Girl dolls. Well, my, my sister had both. I saw your draft. That was wild as hell. My you. sister had both American Girl dolls That's and Barbies. Oh, you come from money. I no comment. <laughs> no comment. No See? comment. I'm not putting my sister on See? blast like this. Jovi looked directly in my eyes. And said, I'm just yeah. saying that the the child of divorce contingent is hey, strong hey, for getting those dolls. That. Um, but it, like obviously there's a there's going to be a slight disconnect for I'm gonna I'll speak for Jomi and myself where like Barbie can't mean that much to us because. Now, we hold didn't on. Grow hold up. on. Grow, okay. Hold all on. right. Maybe I'm pausing now. Maybe I'm hold pausing on. now. I was outside. Wh- okay. Stop. 
No, I wasn't really outside. I wasn't like, with my sister had Barbies, but yeah, sure, like, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. Yeah, it like, wasn't. It wasn't and for me. and that's fine. But like to know that a the concept of a doll that is kind of at odds with the thing that it promises the little girls that it, that play with it, mm-hmm. and a movie tackling both the thing that it's celebrated for and it's maligned for feels very important mm-hmm. to do. And I wanted to know from your perspective, Jess, because Barbie means a lot to you, mm-hmm. is that honored yeah. enough? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, we have sections now and I'm going to get into it too <laughs> yes. in my section. But yes, I think it, I think it is. And I, I think it's completely from Greta Gerwig. Yes. I think Greta Gerwig was like, hey, I need to do this justice. And like you said earlier, Greta Gerwig coming from like uh, Lady Bird and Little Women, she knows she knows how to put this stuff in there and make sure everyone's on the same page. And so I think she did just did a really good job of translating that into this movie and giving it like honor to Barbie, but also addressing it and put it into a movie very well for anyone to understand. That is how I feel. <laughs> that's that's great. Now, I think to Steve's point, a lot of things work about this movie, you know, the the themes the cast, the comedy, like all of it works. But the movie balances like, hey man, Barbie's not all that great. Mm. Like making fun of itself, but also like letting you still relate to Barbie and the characters. I think that's a difficult balancing act that could have gotten mixed up in a lot of worse movies, but this one gets it perfectly right where you're like laughing with Barbie and laughing at Barbie. And I think that like, yeah. Works perfectly for this film. Were you guys surprised? Were you guys surprised by that? Like when it showed up, when you were like, when Sasha read Barbie for everything she was, were you like, oh, I never thought of it like that? Or no, you- I. Here's the thing. Like I, I had heard those not like not talking points, but like I had heard those ideas about Barbie where they're like, oh, it's like there's an unnecessary beauty standards that she's yeah. upholding, and it's from a very outdated school of thought about what women should be, even though, like, you know, the idea of, like, women could do anything and be anything, but also look a certain way, be a certain way, Mm -hmm. be presented in a certain way. I knew that that was sold to women in, like, a rather problematic way in its early days. And, you know, in some could argue still now. Yeah. But I didn't think that it would kind of toe the line with the idea that there's a thing to be both celebrated and challenged. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Barbie's actually going through that I, that struggle herself to where it's not like the idea of, I thought that this would be something in line with like a Toy Story narrative where yeah, same. the toy understands what it means to the kid that it that's playing with it. But for Barbie, it's like, what does Barbie mean to the world? Yes. And what does the idea of a woman that looks like Margot Robbie and says, you can be just like me. How does she grapple with like, that's bullshit and that's a lie. And that's still okay for us to celebrate you and anything that any woman could ever be. Yeah. That's like a crazy idea to just be in a movie about a doll while also there's like Ryan Gosling being a horse girl and just <laughs> wanting to, <laughs> to be boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend and sing his guitar for four hours. This movie does a lot, and I think it might be doing it perfectly. I think it did a—I think I— Near perfectly, Near perfectly. Least. I think it did near perfectly because it's also like— It felt like Greta Gerwig. I love her. I love her. I'm going to—before I say what I'm going to say, I love her. But, right. like, it came from the same trope of, like, what Lady Bird kind of did, where I was like, this isn't a universal issue. This is just Lady Bird's issue, <laughs> and it doesn't really affect everybody. Sure. And I think— What do you Greta, mean? Not, everybody not trying to escape Sacramento? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's from Sacramento, right? Oh, Arjun is. <laughs> we all love Sacramento. We love our listeners in Sacramento. Please stay or go. Actually, or I don't. Go. Fuck the Kings. I said it. What's up? Oh, I thought you were about to say fuck the kids. I was like, from Sacramento? What no, do they do? Sacramento Kings, man. Okay. Fuck those guys. Okay, well, I don't a like good run. Light the beam. Come on. All right. But um, I but <laughs> I I think that half of that was like Greta Gerwig's going into planning, and the other half was definitely Noah doing Ken's part. I yes. think I think Noah was like, I'm gonna let you do tackle all this. Mm-hmm. The the And Noah's injecting Noah Bombach, the co-writer of this film, yes. is gonna inject the comedy and the like satirical slapstick parts of these, which I think are 
really good. I don't think it was even had to be written after a certain part. Just Ken was just Ken himself was just like funny he's, because he was just so out of touch. He's just Ken. <laughs> he's just, he's Ken. just Ken. But I but like to get to like the vibes that I think were perfectly executed in this. There's a tongue in cheek way that this movie carries itself where all of the like sight gags and tones of speak, especially in the very beginning of the movie, are perfectly in line with the idea of what it's like to play with toys and how toys interact with each other. When Ken scares Barbie in the car <laughs> and they she like the car doesn't just like veer off the road. It literally lifts and flips over and like goes upside down and lands perfectly. And you could just see a little girl like playing, oh no, we're crashing the car. Oh, like, and she's just turning the, the car around and it lands perfectly and fine. And when she like is sad and she just like slumps over at a right angle <laughs> and then goes flat. All of those things are perfectly executed in the idea of play. And it's never, it never takes us out of it. It never loses this illusion that anything has. Like, did the idea of Barbie land ever get too out there knowing that there's humans in this world of literal plastic? Uh, Well, I mean, I'll be the first one to say it. Uh, it kind of doesn't make any sense if you like try to think about it. Yeah, long. but don't they, think about they it. They talk about it, and they bring that up in the movie. Yeah. They're like, so we're going to act like there's a fictional place where like Barbies can leave and be the uh, same size as you. And then I think that all the board members were like, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then we just yeah. go over it. If you like, if you spend like three seconds going like, well, but how you just, it's not going to, it's not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know? But we're, but, but because we're also watching a Barbie movie. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, works, come on, fine. like, you know, have some sense, you know what I mean? And so. Yeah, it all it all it all works out. You just gotta you just don't have to think about it. Like if you don't think about it, it, it all makes sense. It's all fine. Yeah, you know. So to which again, there. like I don't think I've like they don't make movies like that where it is so self aware to the degree where where it's like being like you know what, don't think about it, and it's actively telling you don't think about it. You could yada yada and garble and jargon your way through a lot of you know say science fiction and, and you know superhero movies like that, mm -hmm. but instead it's just like. Don't actually forget about it. Like it's you take a spaceship, then you take a a, a boat, uh, and then, then you, you take, take a tandem a, bike, you take a then ski, then you take a, you got a, like a caravan, yeah, a caravan for your cooking, like, you know, like all right, cool, and then you show up in the real world, and it's like you, you show up in Century City of all places. Oh, did you see it in Century City? We Dog. did because that oh my line, God. that lied about Century City. I was like, Joe, me and Steve are cackling. Right well, now. we oh were God. the entire theater went crazy. It, it was nuts because we saw this at Century City AMC, and the. <laughs> the time when Ryan Gosling's like, yeah. everybody's got it figured out in Century City. And Robbie's like, nobody has it figured out in Century City. <laughs> so good. It. It I loved so it. So much fun. But Is yeah, it, like, the whole, like, getting from how does Barbie become real? How does she get from Barbie land to the human land? Like, all that stuff. Like, you just, again, the Mattel people are like, guys, don't worry about all that. Don't they didn't convince that. me enough that Barbara Robbie is real because she's not real. She isn't real. She's so not real. Um, the, but to that point, it's still like thinking outside of the box, but thinking inside the box to what you said also too, Steve, of just like, this is children playing with the toys. So the justification is always going to be like, well, a child's playing with this toy right now. Yeah, right. So it's okay that they're doing weird things. And I think my last question for my section being, uh, you know, it like it's it's in the idea of kids having fun and playing toys. Mm -hmm. we, obviously, this movie is rated PG-13. It tackles a lot. There's a lot of innuendo. There's a lot of, fun things and colorful things that could attract children. But I really was grappling with myself where I'm like, could you take your 10 year old niece to this movie? Yes. And could you like radicalize, well, most, radicalize the children? Sure. Yeah. Teach them. Yes. But like, you're going to have to explain a couple of things. I would, I would want my child to go see this. Sure. Because or, or my niece. And this is whatever. not saying that they shouldn't or should. It's more yeah. of a question. I'm like, okay, are they really going to, have a good time understanding oh. this I, and oh. I think they're gonna get the same fun that they got from Tyra Banks and Lindsay Lohan's yeah uh, they'll see the fun in that they'll sure. be like life-size Barbie if they're really young but if they are like 10, 11, 12 I think it is important to talk about the situation at hand that yeah. Sasha does go because over where it's like it does create a lot of un unobtainable everything oh. and I don't want you to suspend belief to the degree that you don't think you're perfect 100% because you are 100% I would take my niece to see Barbie mm -hmm. and then have her mom answer all the questions. 
Yeah. That's what I would do. What is a gynecologist? Yeah. yeah. Like, that you know what I'm true. saying? This is important for you. Don't ask me none of it, though. Right. And Talk to you. Which is great. That this is, is a great This is a great section for Jomi and I to wash our hands of and be like, hey, it's listen, all you there's a lot of stuff we don't need to you explain. Oh, no, my God. No, 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 no. Uh, but What's because, a gynecologist? But because we, when Jomi and I went to our screening, there were there was a section of like, I would ballpark these like five, six, seven-year-old girls. A lot of children. A lot of children, <laughs> lot of children in that movie. movie. And there were a couple of moments where like I could audibly hear they're like, what's what's that? Or what's yeah. this? And and I'm not saying that like they can't enjoy that, but I was just like, oh, this is definitely a PG-13 movie presenting itself as a movie for kids. I, and yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that, but like I, you know, you still think about the little girl that yeah. Barbie's for. When it takes into account the five-year-old girl, the thirteen-year-old girl, the thirty-five-year-old girl yeah. that all yeah. grew up with Barbie, I think the kids still seeing it in the ask questions because kids are just curious. I remember sure. when I saw Hamilton, there was a child behind me the entire time talking the play, mm. the musical. Oh, the play! It was horrible. But like, even at the death scene, the child was like, "Is he dead? Like, is he okay?" And the dad kept being like, "No, he's dead." And it was like, "But why?" Because this is what happens when you go to the, like. And yeah. It was like I think kids are just always curious about things that they don't know. Sure. And even if the child went and saw like uh, a, a, a like a Bob the Builder movie, they'd be like, "What's that do?" And it'd be like, "It's a hammer. <laughs> it hammers nails." Yeah. But I think that curiosity shouldn't be like to say that the movie isn't okay for kids. I think it's like yeah, it brings up questions that children should be answering or asking that I think is important to ask. Especially going forward in life, if we're if we were in the sixties, it'd be like, no, don't ask questions about this. But we're in two thousand twenty three, so it's like, yeah, have your children ask questions about this and answer them. Maybe after the movie, when, right. when the movie's over. <laughs> That's so funny. That's good. Yeah, the girl, the girl dads are gonna have a lot to answer for after the. Yeah. <laughs> after I the- hope the girl dads don't feel. I, okay, so this is a really funny little side bit. I have an improv team. I haven't done improv in a really long time, but my first improv team and my best friends a group are a bunch of women, and we named our team Gyno. Nice. And nice. when any time we were introduced, men would say Gino because oh, they didn't know God. what a gyno was, and it's actually man. kind of surprising how many men don't know what a gyno is. So I'm <laughs> right. sure in the movie, or at least the the phraseology gyno. Or, I I don't know. I bet <laughs> when someone Christ. when she said it at the end of the movie, there was a lot of men that just sat there and was like, "What's funny?" <laughs> What's yeah, funny? no. Well, I well here's the thing. I'm a 33 year old man. I know why that and and joke is funny. Yeah. But it's more of the idea where we're like, okay, now, little girl, we're going to tell you what a gynecologist is. Hey. We're going to turn to you and be like, okay, so she's going to the doctor and it's well, a special movie, doctor. When you- <laughs> In the movie, she even said, I don't have a vagina. Yeah, if you and so it's like, it's aware that we're like, yeah, you... But that's also part. like, that's clearly now where we're like, okay, so God gifted her... Yeah. A vagina. Again. She got a heartbeat. She gets a vagina. Again. From the creator of Barbie. <laughs> you cannot think about it too much. Don't think no, about it too you much. You get a vagina also, and a heart. Because, it's not hard to understand. So here's so like, I, lo- I really love the movie. That last like 15 minutes, I was like, guys, come on. It's like, we're getting into <laughs> the guys, meaning of life. You guys, guys we were Wizard of Ozine. It was I, Wizard I of Ozine. I get it. But again, when we talk about like this movie Joey, wants laughing. to do everything. It, it, it did a lot. Like, it did, Joey, it did I was everything. Over there, but you I was locked in. I was like, cool. All right. So you just just make her human. We, we All right. Oh, we're going to the white void. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Existential conversation about what it means to be human. All right, man. Uh... <laughs> How much time we got left, man? It can't be too long. Okay, bro. I will say it shouldn't have been ten minutes. It could have been five. It could have been because five. It's, a, whole, it's need, a montage of every woman need, that's ever lived. Well, that was and the then, thing. <laughs> that was the confusing part. Was I was like, oh, this is Barbie growing up, and then it showed a black girl, and I went, oh, this is just every child that's growing ever up lived with Barbie. that's yeah. ever had a Barbie. Yeah. Stereotypical Barbie only? I don't know, but I, like, yeah. I was like, I get what you're putting here, but it, I actually don't need it. <laughs> yeah, like it could have, it could have been like she really could have had the conversation. Oh, you want to be human? Cool. Cool. Here's a heartbeat. Uh-huh. You go touch. Here's I'm out of here. There you go. See you later. Everybody enjoy it. Goodbye. They had the whole white void thing, and I was like, man. Uh. Yes. And, and by the way, and I don't think that that last gynecologist joke was crass or unnecessary. Well, no, I thought they, it was great. They set it up throughout yes. the movie. Do you know they did. How crazy it's gonna be. When she has sex. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> First time. It's going to be a wild ride for that party. Uh, wow. I don't want to think about it. What? Not think about it. I never, I, like, I never thought she, I would say I this. Never I never thought about that until never, right now. No, I never not. thought I would say this, but I don't want to think about Margot Robbie having sex. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I'm so happy when she's going to go on her first date and when she experiences sexual liberation. I'm like, go off. Go Great. have fun. Good for her. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> Literally good for her. Go off, queen. Uh, <laughs> Slay, purr. <laughs> 
get off, Queen. All right. Oh, we- whoa, whoa. <laughs> Way too much dip on the chip. Way too much dip on the chip. Have no, some decorum. Let him. Let him cook. Have some decorum. I'm just Ken, all right? I'm just Ken. You got it, baby. You good. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. All right. Jomi, what do you want to talk to us about? Man, this film is crazy. You guys you guys ever you guys ever enjoy a, a Will Ferrell film where he's got to mess around with toys that may or may not be real? Mm-hmm. You wanna you wanna you, you know when you love a Will Ferrell movie and he's like the fifth funniest person in that movie? You know? It's the Lego movie and it's Barbie. You know? Mm-hmm. I was watching that and I was like, I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. The Lego movie, but now this movie is this movie is pretty good. Speaking of Will Ferrell, the cast, this movie is uh, bonkers, stacked as shit. Like it's it's. Too I mean, stacked. we could we could go through the list. Like we'd be here all day, but I mean, between Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu, uh, uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, Emma Mackey, like oh Issa my, Rae. oh my, Issa Rae, uh, Dua Lipa. John Cena. In one shot of this movie. This is, why, this is the only part where I'm like, they spent a lot of money for people to have like two lines. Two lines. No, 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 no. no. Here's the thing. I, again, this is like the multi-pronged marketing attack scheme. Yeah, it works. If you get Dua Lipa promoting this movie, if you get yeah, Billie Eilish doing the song, if you got uh, God, who else was doing this? Ice Spice and Lizzo, and Nicki Minaj, Lizzo the singing home. the thing. Mm. Like yeah. it's nuts. Lizzo just doing that opening. That was so funny. It was so funny. It was so good. Yes. And then and then part everything's wrong jokes. with Barbie in the next part. Like great. That part was that part was so jokes. But and like the thing about it is you get all these people and then some of them only have like three lines. Only there for like mm-hmm. two scenes. But every single person brings it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Chuti Gatawaf, the the new doctor, new Doctor Who, lo- locked in. So perfect with Emma Mackey, right? Okay, for so, so this is you guys watch Sex Education? Yes, I love Sex Education. Great. Connor Swindle too. Great show. Everybody's in there. Everybody is in this movie except for yeah. Asa Butterfield. Yeah, he didn't get the call. He didn't get it. He I not, don't think he auditioned. I honestly don't think he auditioned. He well, he well not, he's got he's got to be a bad at this point if it's if it's the entire cast but him. It not, is. Not only is he, he didn't get Spider-Man, but he also didn't get to be in Barbie with all his castmates. I know he down bad. Mm-hmm. I know he down They even bad. got Bridgerton in there. And that's when I went, damn, they got every, like, British teen, everybody. Relevant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, but the, the, just the, the depth of this cast was crazy, but we got to talk about mm-hmm. the MVP, mm-hmm. right? The, the man of the mm-hmm. hour. He was just Ken. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Gosling... Is him. Is him <laughs> in this him. movie. Uh, the funniest by far mm-hmm. uh, person in the film. Every single joke got a laugh. He was, dare I say, in his bag. He was he was in his bag so deep like there were fries it at gets the me re- It gets me retroactively mad that Ryan Gosling hasn't been in more comedic roles. Well, so they talk about that, but you remember the one with him and Russell Crowe? Yeah, he's the like, nice guys. guys. That was so Aaron good. Edwards, yes. baby. So good. Agenda, we got so it all. Good. Shout it's out Aaron. So- Shout out Aaron, the Nice Guys agenda. Woo! Nice Guys 2, make it happen. It's so good. And every time people are like, I didn't think he did comedy. I'm not saying that you said that because you clearly know. We've been long on this Ryan Gosling funny stuff. He's so good at comedy. And this one just like furthered it. It was like, please, only put him in comedies again. Like, oh, God. Man, when when the... It's like, it's, it's not... It's like such a silly thing. But they're at the school and the lady asks what the time was. And he's just like, oh, you respect me. Oh, you respect me. She went, um, oh, uh, so you don't have the, so you don't have the, don't have the time. He's like, I do not, I do not. And he's just like, this is, this, when he goes back to the to the people, it's like I would like a high paying, high level job, please. And he's one of like, the clicky pins. <laughs> one of the clicky pins. <laughs> no, it's like, do do you have a? You need an, at least an MBA. Most people have like master's degrees and doctorates, and they're like, yeah, but I thought you guys did patriarchy, and you know. 
He said, "We do it subtly." Well, we do we do, do a lot better, better now. now. Do it better like, now. Oh, we, we still do it. Don't 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 get it twisted. <laughs> so funny. And then when she when he ran up to Margot Robbie at the same it's like, time, it's like, okay, we'll go on three. One, two, three. Men rule the world. He's like, what did you never say? Mind. What did like, you say? never mind. Dog, I the scene where he like they're trying to convince him. They're trying to like get all the kids to fight, or whatever. And then in Margot Robbie's like, "I'll be your long term casual." Uh, long distance, distance girlfriend. girlfriend and like that's all he's ever wanted that's all he's ever wanted and so he goes back he's like yeah uh, yeah just give me one second kind of sublime <laughs> hilarious and here's the thing we it's all... ridiculous but I laughed every yes. single time Ryan Gosling did something he's incredible it's it... it's incredible There, there's a great attitude because we've seen the idea of like a Ken doll before like we've seen it in Toy Story we've seen it in like other things but to have it be Ryan Gosling being this like braggadocious but like sort of cool but not cool grappling with like an identity crisis because he only has a good day if Barbie Mm -hmm. looks at him and he is grappling with the idea of like being the center of attention from all of the other Kens. Yeah. When he's like, who are you texting? And he's like, is it Ken? God damn it, it's Ken! Like, <laughs> the Kens are so funny. It's so, but it's also so great because uh, like, I, I don't want to like get it too serious, but like there's this weird critique of this movie being anti-men and mm-hmm. being very like on the nose about men are dumb and patriarchy is like the real villain here and all the, and which, which like I would agree that it is, but in a comedic way, the Ken's not really knowing who they are only in reference to who Barbie is. And then having a complete breakdown and going to war with each other when they fight over (laughs) what Kendom is not only is that like a biting idea of like, you know, okay, men and women should have like an equal seat at the table because there's an actual balance here, but Ryan Gosling kind of carries all of that on his shoulders in a hilarious way. Yeah. I think because it's so subtle, people are like, it is not for men. And it's like, no, it is there. It's also like we find out at the end that like Ken realizes that the Ken's life is unsustainable. Like right. it's not... It's not a world in which they want to live. And then Margot Rob or well, Barbie also is like, yeah, I realize I gave you the shit end of the stick. Like right. we all did. Ma- so we're trying to fur- like trying to reach this equality where we can both live and exist yeah. as people that we want to be. Bar- Barbie has an indictment against Ken yeah. where we're like, oh yeah, like you fucked up, Barbie. Like yes. Ken- Ken's Ken needs time too. It doesn't need to be girls' night every night. Yeah. Which you <laughs> also, know it get- like it it sucks that they were like programmed to be like. This is your boyfriend. And she's like, well, now that I realize who I am, I don't want a boyfriend. And Ken's like, well, I'm still programmed to only like you and to love you. Which is also fair because it's just like there's no Ken without Barbie. It's not just Ken. Ken. That's why I love that speech. And it hit me so hard because I remember my mom got me a Ken doll one year. Right. And I was like, what am I doing with this shit? I said, what am I doing with this shit? I was like, I don't need I remember my sister having a Ken doll and I was like, is Ken cool? I kept him in the corner when I wanted them to play married, and then when I divorced them, <laughs> you divorced. <laughs> when I divorced them, I threw Ken away. I was like, s- ah! s- sign the papers, Ken. Sign these goddamn papers. Sign, sign the and Ken doesn't want to sign the papers. Ken doesn't want to sign the papers because he's still in love. He's yeah, like, yes. we can make this work, and I'm like, I'm a scientist. We gotta sk- stick together for the kids. <laughs> I'm like, what kids? Jesus. Not your kids. Not your kids. Not your kids. Jesus Christ. It just becomes that, it becomes <laughs> that TikTok, <laughs> TikTok of the kid who's like, you cheated on me with my brother, and then everybody's watching. I love that TikTok. He goes live now and does, he does full stories. Great, great shit. That's oh. really funny. God bless that kid. I don't know who that is, but he makes some of the funniest TikToks ever. Now, speaking of like the Kens like coming to get like they have that that scene at the beach. You know, Steve, you mentioned like what does it mean to be a Ken? And it's Simi Lou's Ken versus uh, Ryan Gosling's Kens. And the I'm just a Ken. That entire mm. scene. Oh mm. man, like. Mm. All right, so you got something to say. No, clearly. I loved it. Just keep going. I nah, loved it. Kingsley you know Benadir. He can spit. How did because... you... Like, it, no, tell me how you feel about how oh. you felt about it. That song, the dance, the choreographed everything of them coming together. They went full like Gene Kelly stage, musical. Sound, yeah, soundstage Gene Kelly style. Yeah. They went all out in a way that I didn't like. 
the movie's already doing a lot. Yes. So you're like, all right, man, you know, how much farther can they go? How harder can they push the bar? Mm. And then Ryan Gosling takes off the mink coat, mm. has the Which, by the way, Halloween vest. fit is set. Listen, I've already, I've already bookmarked all the stuff I need. No, you have not. I can't find no. the Ken... Uh, yeah, I think you just kid. have to make it. I think you just make have to it. make it. Yeah, the headband gotta, you it, can get. It's the headband you can get. The mink coat is tough. You gotta but find the fingerless like gloves are easy. The leather jacket, the leather vest with the mm-hmm. fringes two, is not. Two pairs of sunglasses. Two pairs of sunglasses. It's not hard. And you just got like, you just need black uh, mm-hmm. black pants. Like, it's really not that hard. But that that scene where they just go all in, he takes off the mink coat and he does the, the little fight thing with uh, Kingsley Benadir mm. right next to him. Like, oh, this is this is what Kingsley Benadir with the best bar of the movie. We fought because we did not know who we were. Bro, real he put the coat on. <laughs> it, changed his, it changed his brain. His it's entire, so spl- yeah. it spliced it differently. I was like, this isn't Gravik and this isn't Bob Marley. I don't know who this is. I don't know who that man is. I don't know who this man hey, is. He living right now. Kingsley Benadir. In his bag, he was, and right he. There. I liked his character, just always like always supporting Ken Barbie or exactly. Brian Gosling. Ken yeah. always being like, Ken, what do we do next? Like, Ken, what's going on? Or like when they're watching, are they watching The Godfather? I was waiting for <laughs> one of them to be boyfriend and boyfriend because I yeah. same. That was, same. It was the end of that well, I think that was, was what like, Sugar Daddy was supposed to be. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. Kieran, Ken. Which uh, was that real? I didn't know the lore about Sugar Daddy. I would Ken. imagine it is. I I think all of them are real. There was I read Margot Robbie was like there was a lot of discontinued Barbies that we wanted to touch right. on, but we just didn't have time. I knew so I she knew chose about the Barbie whose boobs grew. I yeah, knew I knew, I knew about that one. I didn't know about Screen in the Back Barbie. I didn't know about that one either. That's a, that was a new one for me. But that was mm-hmm. crazy. But like again, this was like the this is like the Lego Batman movie where like he's introducing all of the crazy Batman villains where they're like, yep, they're all real. Like, it's worth a Google. Like, take a, take a look for a second. So fun. We got to, look, you know, I know uh, the our boy Murphy from Oppenheimer, he's getting a nomination for Academy Award, but... Best you know. supporting... Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think Ryan Gosling is a lead actor in this movie. He I, is a lead. He is a lead. Yeah, sure. he's a lead actor in the movie. I think he's no best supporting because well, he supports be Barbie. That's the funny <laughs> thing, and that would, that would be the funny thing that the Oscars could do is yeah. they just be like, no, no, we're not doing lead. But he then is supporting. best supporting. Then he, he was supporting win. Barbie. He could then win he, that. No, he would lose to Robert Downey Jr. So damn it. Yeah, uh, and we're also forgetting the killer of the Flower Moon. Killer Kills of the Flower, Flower Moon is still coming out. That's true. It's a lot of competition, but nah. But I he delivered some. He should get recognition. I mean, mm-hmm. even through all that, though, Ryan Gosling was hilarious. Helen Mirren, as a narrator, had the funniest line in the whole movie. Which was? When, you know, Weird Barbie, they're at Weird Barbie's compound, and America Ferrera is, you know, trying to hype up stereotypical Barbie. And so she like, Barbie, nah, man, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm weak. I'm, I'm ugly. And then the narrator, Helen Mirren, stops like, guys, we, we know it's crazy that Margot Robbie is the one saying how ugly she is. That that broke the theater. Yeah. That completely broke the theater. We were laughing for like at least 30 because seconds. I didn't like, hear anything else she said after that. Because in your post, mind, post. When, when you see Margot Robbie saying, I'm not even pretty anymore, like your brain just goes, that doesn't you. make any if sense. I, if I was America Ferreira, I would break character so quick and roll my eyes. Be to like, the yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like your home, like your homie, you know, like, just like a beautiful person, like man, I don't know. Man. Like I, I feel just, like a trash fire just standing like, next to you, Margot Robbie. Like, like shut bro, up. what are you talking about, bro? Like, come on, man. Like that's like the kind of that's the kind of shit that happens in real life. Mm-hmm. So for Margot Robbie to say that, and for whoever on the back end and be like, yeah, that is kind of crazy that Margot Robbie yeah. says that. Like, it doesn't make it any was, sense. It, it was in post watching it that Greta went. Wait, we gotta add some. Give it's me like, help yeah, real quick. That's an apology to whoever Margot Robbie is saying this to. Yeah. <laughs> like, Everyone in the theater will hate my movie if we do not add this one Ellen Mirren. We line have to afterwards. acknowledge the elephant in the room yeah. that is Margot Robbie is the most beautiful Gorgeous person you've ever seen. Me. Yeah, we need a, we need to pick up for sure. Uh, outside of that, like I mean, that for me was funny. Is there anything like any cameo, any joke, any moment for you guys that like also like made you just like laugh, go crazy? Or- no, there there was a moment. In that I know broke you, and I thought that you would have said this is the funniest line. It's when Simu Liu's Ken oh mansplains gosh, Photoshop. Bro. That shit to, was so funny, bro. She's like, I don't know how to how to work this. Oh, like, no, you got to use the photo- selector tool and make sure that it's in the first layer. I was belly laughing, bro. <laughs> I mean, that whole that whole bit where yeah, yeah. start with the photos. So like they was love funny. explaining things. 
that was funny. Yeah. And then the Godfather scene where he's already watching Godfather with somebody else. Yeah. And then and he's Issa like, can Rae, you explain it to me for like 17 minutes? Could you just talk throughout the movie? And it's like, oh, man, they, they got us, I was going to say my favorite part was when they were like, when she, Harry Neff is wearing glasses and he's yes! like, I'm not pretty enough. And he gets out and he goes, can you take those glasses off first? He's like, hold on. <laughs> let me show you how beautiful you are. The thing is, which there is you go. so, I mean, and it then, happens. And then they're like, thank you. Uh, thank you. It happens all the time but poor America Ferreira as Ugly Betty it happened to her like once every season of Ugly Betty yeah. someone would take off her glasses and be like you're actually you're gorgeous and I was yeah. like damn put this woman in a movie and then have that line and in then the have movie, that entire I'll speech I'll kill you I'll kill your ass because I, I wanted them to do like that whole not another teen movie thing where they're like now you know everybody's beautiful but we need a real uggo yeah. and it's we, Margot Robbie it's in glasses Margot. or it's so it's oh this she has person. paint on her overall oh, she's got paint <laughs> not Janie Briggs <laughs> Can we run it back real quick? Not another teen movie is like perfect. It was, <laughs> so so, it was ahead of its time in too many ways. It was so ahead of its Chris time. Chris Evans walking with a banana in his butt. I always <laughs> think of, and anytime I see Chris Evans does anything else in Hollywood, I'm like, nah. I think that's nah, he, like one of the only started. like pr- proto Ken. By the way, he would have been a good Ken. Very if good. It was like, if it was like five, not another no, more, Ken. Yeah. Ten years ago, he would have been a great Ken. Oh my god. The scene when they were trying to when America Ferrer and her daughter were trying to escape. And Alan was in the back seat, and then for some reason Alan was kicking a lot of ass with the Kens, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, we we, we leaving anyway. We going." Yo, he was laying it down. You gotta <laughs> he said, appreciate if you I for sit on another leather couch. I'll lose my mind. I was <laughs> like, oh. they re- again, political without being political. Once they figure out how to, ma- to make that wall across and not up, yes, <laughs> he's like, they were building that shit up. Too. They were stacking oh, man. that. It's fantastic. So funny. Comedy. Yeah. Like uh, Mojo Dojo, Casa Playhouse. Uh, Mojo Dojo, Casa Playhouse. Oh, and then the guy's like, they, like, he calls the Mattel dude. He's like, guys, the Mojo Dojo Casa House? Selling like hot sauce. It's, it's going crazy. Everybody watching them talking about a movie. Honestly, I would get the Mojo Dojo Casa House. The Mojo Dojo Casa House, he's got the saloon doors. You know what I mean? Like they it got like the all big... horses. They replaced Mount Rushmore of Barbies with horses. 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 Why? Ken's being horse girls are the greatest. Is the funniest thing ever. Oh. The fact that he lost yeah. interest in the patriarchy because he found out that it wasn't about horses. It's literally, the, when he came out of Barbie Land and saw like a cowboy or mm-hmm. saw the cop riding a horse and was like, "That's man. That's man. That's peak man, man right there." Mm. I was like, "Get this away from because me." Because also, <laughs> great message. Men are victims of the patriarchy too. When they find out that it's not about horses. When they found out, you were all about it until you were like, wait, horses aren't horses? Wait, horses. Is this isn't about horses? Wait, horses are how big? Nah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> that was, that, that that bit was so funny. When they get back to Barbie land after Ken has taken over and uh, Issa Rae is like on the beach doing cheerleading. It's like, why is the president cheerleading? She's mm-hmm. like, I'd rather just give my man uh, nah. a, a beer. Rather just, rather just a brewski beer, a brewski beer, that, uh, than 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 be president. That it, makes more sense. My brain is empty, and I'm loving it. I, I was like, all of a oh, sudden, man. I was very invested in Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. Oh League. man, that that had Woo! the theater go crazy. That was a hot one. <laughs> Alexander Ship. That was that was that was so. Funny. And then that line and Gal Gadot appeared at the premiere, and I'm oh, wondering if Gal Gadot was like spicy. Yes, yes, mm. that is true. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, Jessica. Yes. What do you got for us today? I have uh, this would have been called the Jess mess, but I wouldn't. I don't want to call it the Jess mess. Call it the Jess mess. Jess's messy room full of Barbies that are strewn about. No, Jess's very well organized Barbie room. Jess is progress. Oh, because this is a very progress progress mess. No, (laughs) just progressed. (laughs) But just progressed. uh, Well, there's a lot of S's that we can use as nicknames for this. But this is when I talk about uh, which everyone needs to know about the cultural impact, significance and just what the Barbie movie is to the actual Barbie doll. Because if you don't know and if you haven't been listening this entire time, I love Barbie dolls and I still do. So Barbie has had like a cultural impact on the world since the beginning of its creation. Right. It was retailing at like. $3 
And then in 2010, one doll is going for over $300,000, right? Oh, my God. So the Barbies have expanded and diversified over the year to reach so many different people, which is amazing because globally and just across America, we needed that. But for a very, very, very long time, this wasn't the case, right? Even if Barbie was a doctor or a president or an author or a poet, she still had these beauty standards and this lifestyle that was from the 50s. And it was just... It felt like it was unobtainable and unreachable for a lot of kids because even in that shape of like who she was and her lifestyle, she lived in a mansion or a condo or a beach house or blah, blah, blah. So people that lived in like shelters or apartments or mobile homes didn't really feel like they could connect with Barbie. And this was like a situation that was big because for every like great reason that there's Barbie, there's 20 bad reasons for Barbie, right? Mm -hmm. It's just over time, it's called like doll syndrome. We start... Uh, equating the perfection of a Barbie doll into our own lives and it's really hard and not able to reach. And I think the Barbie movie by Greta Gerwig changed that notion completely. And um, Greta mentioned in an interview how important the scene is and Barbie, which we haven't talked about yet, on the bench with the older lady. I... It's- and my my dumbass thought that I'm like, oh, maybe that's a cameo from the original creator of Barbie she when died. she died in 2002. Just, yeah, it's like she died. <laughs> Which, oh, if she only lasted a little bit longer, oh. she would have been in the movie. Um, I, I thought that too. I was like, uh, because we didn't see Perlman yet. Right. So I immediately was like, oh, that's that's Ruth. But then, uh, uh, spoiler, it's the costume designer. Right. It's actually a costume designer. Which, and incredible job. She, when she said, I knew, I should have known she was more important than just an actor because when she said, I know I'm pretty. I was like, I should But it's, it's the fact that like Barbie looked back and yeah. she's like, she lingered on her for a second. Special. I was like, yeah, she, that like, she's gotta, gotta be somebody. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think it's also, I, I think it's interesting how anyone can take that scene because when I saw it, I immediately was like, is she recognizing that like having like uh, either wrinkles or just imperfections, I guess, to a Barbie is beautiful. And that's what Greta said in an interview. She mentioned that no one would understand what the premise of the movie was if they never had that scene because she had to cut a lot of stuff. And people were like, you could have cut this scene. And she was like, no, Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't understand what the end of the movie is. And I think the whole point of the movie and that scene is how Barbie is realizing that humanity is beautiful and how you can find beauty and flaws because she came from Barbie land that had no aging, no sadness, no negativity. No cellulite. No cellulite. And now she's in the real world and she's finally finding out that like, oh, humans are beautiful. And I think that's the message that Greta's trying to give in terms of the Barbie doll right. is like Barbie can suspend belief. Barbie is for imagination. Barbie is for maybe escapism or control when you need it. But re- the reality in what you're living is actually what's beautiful. Whatever you make of your mm-hmm. life, whether even it ends in sadness uh, or happiness, excitement or fear, that's what's beautiful. You as a human is. Right. And I needed that. And it took till 2023 because we didn't get a plus size Barbie until 2016. Mm-hmm. Like Barbies now have, uh, what, is, what was my note? It has 35 skin tones, 97 hairstyles, nine body types. Like it has ranged so much, but it still didn't feel like I could be her. And it doesn't feel like a lot of people could be her. But now we're like, no, you are, you are Barbie. You mm-hmm. are what life is and you are what's beautiful. Um, I would say the same message was given to the Kens, but I think Ken had a really big message of like, like I said earlier, that his life was unsustainable and he had to like recognize mm-hmm. that he needed to be better. Or not that he didn't need to be better, but there was more for him. And I wanted to know what your guys' perspective on the Ken's outlooks were. Because our Barbies was like, this is beautiful for you. But right. for Ken's, is it like... I mean, not that many plus-size Ken's on screen, I was going to say. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. Well, there that's also the thing is, I don't think Mattel has that many yet. Mm. And that's, the, I will say, the marketing for Mattel, I was happy to see myself in a Barbie doll, but I know that it still hasn't reached what it could be reaching right now. Sure. There's a lot of Barbie dolls, Ken even, that are missing. Um, a Barbie with a mobile home would be great. Like, a Barbie mm-hmm. that lives in just a normal apartment with 20 people would be amazing. But instead, we give her in a mansion. We need eviction notice, Barbie. We need, yeah, we need my real life. We need, you know, student loan, past due Barbie. Porter house, cigarette filled Barbie. Yeah. And then I'll Ken Barbie. Food stamp Barbie. Ken that's not making his dad proud. Oh, no. <laughs> are, you, are you okay, Steve? Do you want to talk? I'm just Ken. Oh, okay. But did you feel like the message for Ken came across? If no, it absolutely did. I think it, because it's easy to write off the idea that Ryan Gosling's Ken or the idea of the Kens are just these dumb, himbos that are kind of playing around with their toys mm-hmm. and wanting to be like dumb jocks or 
sitting around and making patriarchy and making world happy for them. And that can inherently seem destructive, but when they only have been given one purpose or have been taught to do one thing and then given everything, not having been taught that like, no, you can take that responsibility with you for everything. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a big lesson to grapple with. And it's kind of why Ken has this like existential crisis Mm -hmm. of like, no, I can't, I literally can't be anything with you. It's the only reason why I did everything else is to make you see how that feels. Mm -hmm. And the, the, like the reason that Ken can be on his own and why he wears that dumb (laughs) hoodie at the end of the movie. I am Knuff. Knuff. So good. I need that. No, you know that. Okay, first of all, that was a weird shot because that, like, he clearly wasn't on set, and like, he's just on a green oh, screen wearing think? a hoodie. Yes, I no, he clearly is. He just waves for no reason, and I'm like, that's gonna be merch. I guarantee I you that's that. gonna be merch. I, I can, I'm, I'm gonna enough. buy it. They're gonna they're gonna have that heart shaped Coco Chanel purse, <sighs> which oh. you know you know that they're gonna do that. Well, I'm not I'm buying a Coco Chanel purse. I wanted to you be see, known, You see her light up a little bit. She's like, I hate that. I want that shit. I hate that. I want every bit of Barbie marketing I've purchased because I'm an animal and I have no self-control. Mm. Oh, yeah? But when I went to AMC and they were offering the Barbie car popcorn, it also comes with the Barbie doll, which sells at Target for like $15. Oh. But the Barbie doll and the popcorn like little Corvette came out to $65 at the oh, AMC. Mm. I said, put it back. I said, put it back. I said, I am not spending $65 on this I like how you mobbed yourself where you're like, we're going into this AMC and don't ask me for, don't touch nothing. I was about to. I was like, oh, it's going to be like 45. It's going to be 45. The doll and that. Because I know at Target, it goes for 15 bucks right now. And then he was like, just so you know, it's like $65. And I went, no. I said, no. Go put it back. You could have expensed that. We absolutely could have expressed that. Jessica just blankly stares at Arjuna. (laughs) You could have expressed that. You could have bought it. You could have bought eight of them. Arjuna. Arjuna, I'm going back. <laughs> you there know, you I'm going back. I'll get my receipt. You can see you, know see you on concur. And that's the lesson that the Ken's had. <laughs> uh, I think the Ken lesson is 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 interesting because, you know, going into the movie, you you think like, okay, it's gonna be Barbie and Ken on this fun adventure into the real world. How bad can it get? And it turns out that Ken is like, he's not the villain, but he's yeah. like you know, not like, he's not a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, so he's like, he's not the antagonist, but he's an antagonist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that like, oh, okay, we're we're cooking with grease now. Let's go. And then, you know, the movie ends and like, there's that scene with Barbie and Ken. He's like, yo, player, like, I'm here for you. Without you, what what is it that I do? Do you think that uh, this might be too deep? And I I know, I read into things every time. Um, Do you think that the antagonist could be each of them to themselves, of course, because no, I was like the it. real I, the real villain was the box that you put you, yourselves in. Yes. You guys didn't know that you could actually be different things, and that and exactly. that's that is a that's going to be I think a tough sell for some people because you th- like people will think that this movie is just like bizarre and meandering and just silly at points. Yes, one hundred. And it tries to be self serious at the end, but really it's like an I like the ideas that are put forth are the villains or the bad things that you can think about yourself. You can put yourself in a box and then drive yourself crazy. You can think that you can only be one thing or think that you're supposed to be something bigger when you're not. And I'm like kind of stunned at how well we could all come away with like, no, yeah, the the villain is the patriarchy, but it's also the idea that, you know, we think that just kind of happens when we don't know what we're doing. That just happens when we don't think about other people. Yes, when it doesn't think it doesn't. It happens when we're not caring about one another, and for that, like that hits with anybody. Yeah. I'll take anybody to see that movie. Oh yeah, God! It's good. Oh, it's really good, our enemy man. is we are our own worst enemy. Tough. Oh, the the real villain is each of us. That is true. On the inside. I will still say mine is stereotypical Barbie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you would be that 13-year-old you'd be like, I'm going to fight you, Barbie. I literally would have squared up with her at 13. But it's also because it took so long, not only for them to diversify 
it, for every part of Barbie. Mm. But it was still like, even the movie knew that stereotypical Barbie is the first Barbie you think of when you think of Barbie. Yeah, she's like, I'm Robbie. the Barbie you think of when you think and, of Barbie. And I like that she had that battle with herself that she was like, every other Barbie has a purpose. They all do things except for stereotypical Barbie. Stereotypical Barbie's like, I just walk around and I date Ken who... Whose job is beach? Mm-hmm. Like, and then the all the not other. beach, not Meaning. not surfing, yeah. not volleyball, not swimming, when, just beach. When he talked to the lifeguard, he was like, "What, what if you need to save someone on the on it's land?" Like, oh, he was I like, am well, not qualified I'm for that. Not qualified for that. He was like, "I'm not going to do it anyways. I'm just going to stand here." I was like, "Jesus Christ, Ryan Gosling, you're the best. You're the best." But I love this movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. So yeah, don't see it. Uh, <laughs> all all thumbs down from us. <laughs> No, it. we loved it. We absolutely loved it. I think uh I think that's that's what we call it yeah. here. I put it high on my letterbox. Oh yeah? What did we what did we letterbox it? I think I did four. I think I did four. I'm pretty sure I did four as well. I did four. I'm really stingy on my letterbox. No, I'm, I'm a harsh I'm grader too. So harsh. Oh, I you're think- a harsh grader, Steve? Yeah. For real? We just finding that out now? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Six on Mission Impossible? All right, yeah. cool. No problem. What? All right, but that is gonna do it for us here. Guys, we had a great time with Barbie. Our life in plastic was fantastic. Mm. And that's all we've got for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, Monday, Ben and Jess are going to be back with the gaming pod to give you their Nintendo rankings. Wednesday, Midnight Boys are going to give you their season finale reactions to Secret Invasion for real this time. And Jess is going to give you the breakdown on Gen V's trailer, as well as a little bit of... Secret Invasion talk as well. And then Friday, House of R is back with their deep dive on the secret finale. Sorry. With the secret invasion finale as well. We are produced by the great Jonathan Kerma. With additional production from our Junior Ram Gopal in the studio today. Yes. Thank you, Junior Mints, for rocking with us again. It's always great. I've been loving doing this. This has been, a, we've been on a great run. I've been a great time. You guys are perfect. Yes, we are. Jomi, any mm. parting words? Jess? Shout out to the guy, the legend, the king. Our guy, he's just Kerm. Uh, Junior Mitts, we love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to go and sit and play guitar at somebody for four hours. Uh, I want to take you for granted. I'm just going to do Wonderwall. Just Wonderwall for four straight hours. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Ken. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie.